podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Good podcast. Yeah, very good. Don't say it like that. Yeah, it was good. It was, <laughs> it was really good. Uh, Paul Doolan, yeah. first time on the show. Thought yeah. you had a, a great, a great showing there. Is it, good, is it like a kid coming through for a debut where you're like, look raw, but he's got potential? No, I think it's like take your daughter to work day. Yeah. And I think you've, you've, <laughs> you've actually got a job in the power plant somehow. Yes. An eight-year-old girl. Um, I think it was good. What did we talk about? We talked about Newcastle for the first half of the show. Yep. And in it fact, wasn't... probably for most of the show we talked about Newcastle. Yeah. I think in as positive a light as you can talk about Newcastle. Yeah. I feel like it wasn't all doom and gloom. It wasn't all doom and gloom. Uh, and in the second half of the show, we had Martin Gritton, normal co-host host, normally alongside me, been away for a couple of weeks now, just sort of faffing around near the seaside. <laughs> it's not really on, is it? No, it, I felt a bit like I was in the middle of marriage counselling. <laughs> there, there were some issues going on there that the distance had caused. Yeah, there are some, there are some real unresolved things going on there. Uh, but that's all for you to listen to and sort of, you know, try and dissect <laughs> as best you can. Um, Good podcast, though. Listen to it, share it, tell your friends about it. Whistleblowers Podcast, at Football Podcast on Twitter. Um, Yeah, just enjoy it. Hello and welcome to The Whistleblowers. I am Mark Smith, and this week, because Grits obviously is not here again, because I think it's essentially dereliction of duty, but he's not here again, so instead we're joined by voice of the Newcastle Natter, Paul Doolan. Hello. How you doing, Paul? Yes, not too bad considering football. Oh, God, rubbish, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> football I, is rubbish. I think I'm going to choose another sport. Maybe badminton. Badminton, yeah, gets, gets a bad rep, but actually, yeah. there's a lot to enjoy about the sport. I like feathers. Love feathers. Good. Yeah, like the terminology of it. Shuttlecock, yeah. always fun to say. <laughs> yeah, so already already enjoying that. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I hate football because uh, even though my team, Derby County, got a ridiculous draw against Leeds at the weekend. Did you see that game? I didn't see it, but it was a last-minute equaliser, wasn't it? Was it was the worst we've played for, uh, well, weeks now. Wow. And uh, we still, I don't know how, <laughs> we got something at Leeds and I'm over the moon about it. But it yeah. just papers over the cracks, doesn't it? That's, that's the position I'm in with Newcastle at the minute, that any good result is almost as annoying as a bad result because it, just, it prolongs... Right, well, let's start yeah. there. Let's start there, okay. then. So, you're a Newcastle fan. Yes. Uh, you are, we're recording on a Tuesday. We're coming off the back of the weekend where you drew nil-nil at home to Brighton. Yeah. Which, on the face of it, I don't know, is, to me, looking from the outside in, that looks to me, having seen the game, not the end of the world. We've... Take it away, Paul Dave. Yeah. We've had worse results, and we even had the same fixture last season we lost at home against Brighton. On the surface, it doesn't look too bad. But we had 29% possession at home against Brighton. We, weren't, we didn't deserve to get a point. We should have been hammered, really. We had right. two decent chances, but they were all over us. And it just it goes to this thing we've got at the minute of we've not really got an identity or a way we play at all. We're just, we've been set up for quite a long time to just soak up and counter, and now we've not really even got that. So, with Benitez previously, yes. your identity was to soak up and counter. And we, as a Newcastle fan, though, were you happy with that? That's not, that doesn't seem to me to be Newcastle's DNA. It's not Newcastle's DNA, but we effectively, for the last couple of seasons, had a championship-level squad. So if we'd done... Every time we tried to be a bit more expressive, we would just get quite comprehensively just beaten. taken apart. Yeah, yeah every yeah. time. 
So actually, you sort of under Benitez, it was kind of needed. Yeah. Now we've actually we got rid of him, spent a bit of money, and don't seem to know what to do with the players we bought. With Benitez, um, you'll be far more clued up than I am on this. But with Benitez, the way he left the club. He seems to have been Teflon, and nothing bad has stuck to him. Everyone seems to have said, oh, what a wonderful guy, Benitez, you're welcome back any time. But actually, it sounds like he was offered the chance to stay, and he could have stayed, and they'd bought Almiron, who was big money, I think, at the time, club record, maybe? Yeah, he was club record at the time. And they've gone on to spend more money. And I'm wondering, actually, if Benitez has come out of Spelling of Roses, and it's great PR for him, but actually he has sort of thrown it under the bus a little bit and just cashed in and gone to China. There's a little bit of that, I think. I don't think it's any coincidence. Whenever Benitez leaves a club, it always comes out with him looking like he did everything to stay and he wanted what was best. He's really good at that, isn't he? He's really good. He's, He's really very good at getting boy. into the community as well. So he was doing lots of stuff for like Newcastle community and the food bank. Yeah. What a bastard. Yeah. But, uh, well, he, but this is the thing. Even if it is just for PR reasons, well, he's still doing good things. Yeah, he's still doing he's very still good things. I don't think it is it. just for PR no, I don't either. The he... reason he went to Newcastle is he could see the size the club could be with a bit of ambition. Mm. And I think that's also the reason he left. Because there was, there was no ambition. I know the signing of Almiron was a record at the time, but the last two or three windows before that we'd spent basically nothing. Yeah, yeah. And you can't... To stand still in the Premier League, you have to spend decent money. So when yeah. you spend nothing, you're going to slide backwards. Well, who was your club record before Almiron? Michael Owen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Remember in, him? In 1805. It, when was it? It was like 2000 and... Four, five, it, or maybe two thousand. It was a long time ago. Do you know if there's any other clubs that haven't broken their record in that amount of time? There can't have been there many. Were, there weren't many. There was a table of it last season because it had been that long. And you were towards was, the bottom, I imagine. Yeah, we were very like most tables. Yeah. we were pretty <laughs> near the bottom. Yes, but pretty near the bottom. So you you, you have. You've not been down for a while now. You, you've battled against it a little bit. Yeah, you've now Benitez has gone. Then we had the hot topic of who was to follow him. Well, the thing, the trend at the minute seems to be for quite progressive continental managers, and we've followed that by appointing Steve Bruce. Big Steve Bruce. Yeah, who's... So is that what it comes down to, then? Is is it for you, you've seen the likes of, you know, Liverpool, Norwich, Huddersfield, getting these sort of trendy, young, German progressive managers, and then you've, you've ended up with a guy who... As much as not, I like, and I actually do quite like Steve Bruce, but yeah. you've seen it, it, it's, it's not, I don't think it's backward, but it's certainly not progressive, it's not, it's not going forward in the right meaningful way. No, but I don't think we would do that. The problem, Steve Bruce isn't the problem at Newcastle, he's a symptom of the problem. The problem's Mike Ashley underfunding it, not showing any ambition. You look yeah. at Benitez when he brought us up, it's a... A lot of Premier League teams have struggled with, you break into the Premier League, how do you stay there? Then you want to get a bit more progressive. Mm-hmm. Stoke struggled with it for years, tried it, couldn't. Palace... They had that one six-month period, Stoke, yeah, where they were they unbelievable. Had, was it and, and Bojan, yeah, and Shakiri. And then it never lasts. Whereas we had the sort of manager who, if he was just allowed to sign who he wanted, because I think that was the main reason he left. It wasn't not getting the money. Right. It was not being allowed to sign Rondon, not getting his first, second or third choice players. Okay. And just having... Our policy is basically sign anyone under 26 that you can resell. And that, I don't think our board ever understood, if you have an old player like Rondon in amongst that, yeah. 
actually contributing to the team, that's going to make their value rise just as much. But Mike Ashley doesn't really understand football. Do you think he's not a football man? Is that, is that pure and simple? That's, yeah, that's he the doesn't underlying even, issue. Even Alan Pardew, who I never thought I'd say this, looks one of our better recent managers. Even he said Mike Ashley doesn't understand football. Right. And for Alan Pardew to think that about someone... <laughs> That's <laughs> from <damning>. Caesar. <laughs> okay, so Steve Bruce got appointed, yes. and there was a massive backlash. And I'm only, I'm only bringing this up again. Yeah, Everyone yeah, listens yeah, to this yeah. show; they they know the football, they they understand it. But I just want to get into my head from a Newcastle fan's point of view. So Steve Bruce turns up, big backlash. But you're saying that's more indicative of the issue with the management upstairs. Yeah, I think it's it's not so much even a backlash; it's apathy. Like the game at the weekend, we had it said forty three thousand, right? And it was clearly less than that. They must be counting season ticket holders. Fiddling the numbers, yeah. Well, every club look at Arsenal's attendances for the last ten years. Yeah, it's who buys the tickets, isn't it? Yeah. It's not who turns up on the. On but the even day. then, if that number was correct, that would still be our lowest for about nine years in a league yeah. game. So people have just left. The atmosphere at St James's is terrible now. Yeah, does, it's po- not, does, it, does it feel poisonous in, in the stadium? No, I wish it did. It just feels dead. Oh, man, that's it's much toxic worse. could be an improvement. Yeah, right. It's just, it's just quiet. Yeah. And, the and people that, who cared enough to actually get wound up yeah. have all given up. And, that, and that's, now this sounds cliched, and, uh, you know, but that is a city where the club is the centrepiece yeah. of that city. It's in the middle of town. The cathedral it, on the hill. Ab- yeah, absolutely. And, and if, you're, if, you, if there's apathy there, like you say, you'd much rather there be protests and... Real venom. Yeah. If there's nothing... Well, Jesus. there must be Geordies going around looking for something to get passionate about now. Just yeah. trying, like, woodcraft. Badminton. Badminton, yeah. Welcome to the Badminton <laughs> podcast, it turns out. Um, let's talk specifically then about the match against Brighton. Yes. The nil-nil. I mean, Brighton look pretty good to me. Yeah, they just look like they don't really know how to score. Yeah. But they... like, they, What's their manager's name? The one they got from Swansea? Is it... Graham Potter. Graham Potter. Yes. He looks to be quite a decent manager. He turned Swansea around very quickly. Yeah. Brighton look a lot more attacking than they did under Hooten, who was a decent manager as well. Solid, I think, is the yeah. best way to describe him, yeah. Yeah, probably our best manager in the last 12 years. <laughs> this is non-stop <laughs> reminders of how terrible everything is. So uh, we're Brighton playing the sort of football that you'd like to have seen. Given that Potter's yeah. been there the same amount of time as Steve Bruce has been there, right? They, they, yeah. they got appointed around the same time. And he's managed to get some sort of identity already imprinted on that team. Yes. Okay. I mean, we, never, we always start seasons badly. We don't really get a chance to form an identity to a team because of how badly we're run. So we, we make all our signings right at the end of the window. Yeah. And then it's just a scramble to try and figure stuff out. I'm a Derby fan, I know, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're familiar with it. Um, what I liked about the game on... Uh, was it Saturday or Sunday, the Newcastle game? It was Saturday Saturday evening. night, wasn't it? Um, I, I like Steve Bruce, and I was always like, you know what, give him a chance, he'll be fine, he's absolutely fine. And then with about 10 minutes left, it's 4-4-2, the two big men up top, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get it in the mixer. I thought, all right, yeah. But that not. was maybe our best chance of getting something. That was probably our best spell. Oh, and I'm not being a snob, by the way. Any team in the world, however nice your football is, when you get to the last 10, you need a goal. Oh, yeah. I've got no issue with sticking a big man on and going long. I, I, I welcome it for England. I mean, I can't tell if it's a good or a bad thing that Steve Bruce isn't afraid to change tactics quite early in a game. Mm. We've had to do it in probably half of our games. We've just changed shape after about 20 minutes. Okay. And you think, that's... I think It's probably not a great sign. I I like it. I like it because it's exciting, but it's also... You think you spent a week training for something 
and then just chuck plan A out the window. It's football manager after four pints. Yeah. Is what it is. <laughs> um, so let's, let's be more positive, for, if you can. Good, good luck. For the, <laughs> for the remainder of this half of the podcast. Because um, I've seen some stuff in Newcastle in their football this season that I've actually quite enjoyed. There's, there's, there's a few beacons of hope that yeah. I would see as a fan. Um, what, what have you seen? What, what, what could you put into that category? Spurs away. We're, uh, beating Spurs at White Hart Lane and looking quite comfortable doing it. That's yeah. where I think we're going to be at our best this season, is when teams have to come and break us down. I don't yeah. think we looked too bad against Liverpool. We were level for a fair bit. And then and it's Liverpool. It's, and it's Liverpool, it's, yeah. You expect to get yeah. tonked. Yeah. And it was 3-1. That's not the end it's of not the world. It's not embarrassing. No. But beating Spurs, we... We seem to have retained, I don't know if it's what we had under Benitez or it's Bruce's sort of way of doing it, five at the back, try and break us down and then hit them on the counter. And that still seems to work a bit. But the problem, it's a problem we had under Benitez is just not knowing how to dominate teams at home. So we've got the lowest possession in the league. Right, interesting. Lowest number of chances. I mean, if every table you can make of anything to do in the league we're pretty much bottom that seems strange to me because I, I think that in in shelby who's got his issues as, as a player i think it's quite limited as a player yeah. but, but with him and longstaff i think you've got two potentially really really good deep lying playmakers who can con- who should be able to control the tempo of a game yeah shelby especially against brighton the game just passed him by and i think whenever we have a two-man midfield with him in he's just not disciplined enough to do it right if you look at last season when we beat Man City, it was Isaac Hayden and Sean Longstaff in the middle. And Pep was saying after, we couldn't cope with those two. That's when we look good. When we've got that engine room, they're both running everywhere. But Shelby just wants to come deep. Quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Play 70-yard balls to a striker who can't run. <laughs> it doesn't suit his game. No. And it means Isaac Hayden's having to do the job of two midfielders. As I think, even though Shelby's our highest paid player, he shouldn't really be anyway near the team at the minute. Right. I'd take Ki Sung Young. Would you maybe him. put him in a three, though? Yeah. I think even if we had a three-man midfield or went to 4-4-2... And he can be more of a passenger, and not a passenger, but he can be... He can be it can be made up. The, yeah. His running can be made up elsewhere if you have a key in there. Yeah, he's a luxury well. at the minute. You can't have him and then just one midfielder trying to... It's, that's the reason we were getting overrun by Brighton, because right. there was just... Everything was going past Shelby. It's not his fault. He's never really been that sort of player. Right. But I'm not sure we've got a good enough squad to actually accommodate him at the minute. Uh, so let's summarise this. And that was my positive very... section. <laughs> yeah. uh, out of ten, how well run a Newcastle? Two. Yeah, two. Well, that's well, bad enough. What are you going to say? Well, I think you've got clubs like Blackpool under the Oysters. Yeah, that's that. Berry. Berry. Bolton. Bolton, yeah. Oh, Christ. It could, it could be worse, but... Why is it all northern teams? I don't know. Yeah, weird. Right, well, let's... be the appeal. We're going to stay in the north, actually, because talking about badly run clubs, I would yes. argue that the second worst run club in the country is probably the biggest. That's Manchester United. Yeah. So we've come off the back of a, a terrible result for them at West Ham. Actually, not a terrible result, because I think that wasn't that unexpected, but a really no. poor performance. Did you see the game? Uh, I've only seen the highlights of that. What, what could you glean from the highlights? That Manu are sort of lucky to be a top eight team this season, I think. They just look fairly pedestrian. There's nothing creative about them anymore. Everything no. that... They're sort of like Newcastle in a way, but with billions. <laughs> They've got no real identity. You can't really tell 
how they're meant to be playing and they've got a manager promoted to above his station. I feel sorry for him. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like there's any point in sacking him. No. I don't know what that accomplishes. I don't, I don't know what manager you could get in that could get that. I mean, the team that they put out on, on um, Sunday, you look at the, the, the sort of front six, if you like, and it was Matic, McTominay, Mata in the middle, mm. which I don't think any of those three get into Newcastle's midfield. I think McTominay is probably the best of the lot there. Yeah. Um, there's no legs there. I mean, McTominay no. will give you, will run all day, but he's not, you know, he's not a... But McTominay feels like, I worry about Man U because they've lost the outlet they used to have of Sunderland where all their players would go to die. Yeah, he is <laughs> such a... He's a He's a Sunderland Absolutely. player. But, he, but let's not forget, with Ferguson... They were the sort of players that that drove that entire yeah. th- those entire three teams that won everything. Was those those players that might not play every game? Like Darren the, Fletcher, a Darren sorts, Fletcher, yeah. absolutely. A Wes Brown, a John O'Shea. They'd play. They'd start twenty games a season. They'd come on for another twenty five, mm. and they would always be there. Always give you seven or eight out of ten. But now the problem is he's having to start him. Yeah, and now you can argue. Well, Pogba's gone, and whatever you think about Pogba, he is a cut above any of those guys. He's starting McTominay and he's their best centre midfielder. Then you go yeah. further forward and you go, Dan James, well, he's 21, he looks alright, but he's 21. He looks good. He looks good, yeah. Rashford, yeah, good, 21, young. And then you've got Pereira. I don't think mm. any of those players get into a top four team. No, I don't think a lot of them get into West Ham or even Everton sort of level. So how are United in a situation where now Rashford's injured, now Martial is injured, how is the richest club in the country... Now hoping and praying that Mason Greenwood, a child, comes back from yeah. tonsillitis to play in the next game. How has this <laughs> happened? Well, I think selling Lukaku was a big mistake. Not yeah. replacing him was the mistake. Well, I think both in a way. If you're going to sell him, replace him. But I think it's a bit of a luxury to say, oh, well, this guy is almost a guaranteed 20 goals a season, but it's not working. If you look at what wasn't working in Manu's squad, it, Lukaku wasn't the biggest no, alarm bell. No. But it's a worrying thing about Man U at the minute. If it, it seems to kill careers as a mm. club. Look at Di Maria, who went there. Lukaku, uh, who's the one they got from Arsenal? Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan. Well, two from Arsenal: Mkhitaryan and Sanchez. Sanchez. All very decent players. And oh, sorry, Mkhitaryan went to Arsenal. Sorry. All oh, right, yeah. And Pogba, even it just seems to yeah. sap world-class players of whatever they had. <laughs> it's very it's magical, almost. It's weird. They might... Is Old Trafford on an Indian burial ground or something? <laughs> to look into that. We'll tell you in the second half. Uh, but for now, uh, you're listening to me, Mark Smith, and Paul Doolan. We're going to have a little break now. You can hear from our sponsor. In the second half, we'll be back with Uncle Grits. He'll be on the phone to us, hopefully. If not, you won't hear this. It'll have been cut out. The Whistleblowers is supported by Match Pint. The Match Pint app is a sports pub finder. Want to know which pub showing... What? <laughs> Mike Lee, idiot. Um, delete that. Cut that bit out. Definitely cut that bit out. <laughs> the Whistleblowers is supported by Match Pint. The Match Pint app is a sports pub finder. Want to know which pub is showing the match you want to see? Match Pint will tell you. They're also giving our listeners, check this out, free Budweiser! Exclamation mark. Just make score predictions this week on the televised Premier League games in the Whistleblowers League. That's the Whistleblowers League. That's our league. And your correct predictions will win you Budweiser! Exclamation mark. Top the Whistleblowers League. And get this, Paul. 
you can win monthly prizes, including Premier League matchday tickets. Good God. <laughs> yeah. Shirts. What? Although it doesn't specify what sort of shirt. Football shirts. shirts? I hope just... so. Bar tab. I want a reaction. Uh, I'm going to need more details on that, I'm afraid. I think probably four or five quid's <laughs> worth of stuff. That's good. Probably shirts. <laughs> and much more. Wow, what could that be? Head to the App Store and search MatchPint, or, if you don't want to do that, head to matchpint.co.uk forward slash app and use code WHISTLE, that's WHISTLE, WHISTLE, W-H-I-S-T-L-E, to join our league. And speaking of booze, we are now joined by regular co-host Martin Gritton. It's a lovely way to intro me. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> really appreciate that. Grits, you're, you're very much missed in the studio. Where are you? Where in the country are you? I'm down in Cornwall. Down lovely. In Cornwall, just, you know, quarantine a little bit. <laughs> uh, Grits, you're also on the line, well, actually in the studio, is Paul Doolan from the first half. Hi, Grits. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm, 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 look, I'm looking forward to hearing more of uh, the, the first half about uh, about Newcastle because we haven't covered an awful lot, and the more I hear about it, the more distressing it generally is. So, uh, yeah. actually, I, I, think he's been, I think he's there. been pretty positive. I think I think he's oh, got good. a bit of bile out of system, but the rest yeah. of it's been pretty good. I think, like most football clubs, if you don't have relentless optimism, <laughs> football's not going to work out for you. In any long-term yeah. way. It's hard being a football fan, full stop. You're right. I mean, unless you're a Man City supporter, and I think that's where we should probably start this second half of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, me and Martin went to the FA Cup final last year, uh, together, as friends, and we saw Man City just absolutely take apart Watford, and it was more of the same this weekend, Grits. Did you see the game? Yeah, uh, it was pretty disgusting, wasn't it? The, there was literally, what's the highlights for it? It was one of those ones where they barely had enough time to show the goal. <laughs> yeah, 25 minutes. Uh, on match of the day, too. So, <clears throat> yeah, it was it was strange, wasn't it? It's another one of those ones. They scored so early, it just completely shifts, it just completely shifts the game, doesn't it? It just makes it, like, almost no point worth watching the rest of it, uh, which is a really sad state of affairs. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're talking about the... What, five points behind Liverpool now, but mm. City are the ones that you know just go on these relentless, you know, roading runs that are just, you know, I, I expect Liverpool to be equally up to them this year as they were last year, but it's it's pretty grim reading for everyone from second down, really. Um, do you... <laughs> I spoke to a Man City fan who said that after 18 minutes and a 5 0 up, he's actually quite disappointed to be in single figures still, like 70, <laughs> 72 minutes later. Is that, is, that, I, is that insane, or is that now what Man City are? Well, I just haven't met a nice Man City fan since all of this <laughs> stuff's really transpired. They're all pretty horrible bunch now, aren't they? Mm. I, really need, I really need a nice one to set it back, because all of them seem to be supporting uh, sort of uh, the goings-on in the Middle East have all suddenly become <laughs> yeah. very yeah. very switched on and woke towards, uh, you know, human rights abuses, and the rest of them are pretty happy at just destroying every other team. <laughs> if I was them, I'd take great pleasure in the in the pitiful state of Man United. That would be my only really, you know, obviously the fact that they won the league uh, in such an incredible way last year. But yeah, it's, it's pretty depressing, isn't it? I think you look at the strength and depth, I mean, they've got a squad now. Uh, apart from centre-back, we talked about this last week. Centre-back, no strength and depth. And we suggested, no. oh, maybe they've got to go and just outscore opponents. And we were right, <laughs> but I didn't expect it to be so <laughs> brutal. It was horrible. No, well, this is true. But how much, how many centre, how many world-class centre-halves can you, well, let's, let's maybe take world-class out of that. Well, they, have one, they, have one, they have one top, top world, maybe world-class, one top centre-back they have, and he's injured. 
and the rest are Otamendi, Otamendi managed to score, which is, yeah. you know, if that goes... That's so, He's still an Argentinian international, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Fernandinho played at centre-back, didn't he, as well? Be interested yes. to see how that works against a team that isn't Watford. Yeah, and against a team yeah. that is... Uh, Gritz, you were a striker, you're a tall man. How much confidence do you get if you're playing against a much, much shorter centre-back like Fernandinho would be? Uh, it, despite how good he is with his feet. Nah, do you know what? The, it's, a, it's a false economy. I remember um, we played some of the best centre-halves I've ever played against. Were like, I, I remember playing against Ryan Nelson at, at, at Blackburn. He's the one who played at Spurs. You know, the lad yeah, yeah, yeah. New Zealand. New Zealand yeah. What a player. He was hard as nails. And then... Um, even Ledley King. Ledley King wasn't a massive guy. He just read, the, read, not. The, read it like a book. He always strikes you know? me as being at least six foot, Ledley King. Well, he wasn't I mean, huge for centre back, though, was he? Uh, and he no. didn't really train, or he couldn't train. He couldn't train his, his, his knees, wasn't it? Yeah, foil knees. Yeah. So it's not. So you. So it's not an issue. So even on set pieces, you're not looking at him and thinking. I guess on set pieces, though, someone else would pick you up, wouldn't they? Well, you'd think that, but sometimes it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't always matter if you get your body position right and the way that you mark. Um, I, I, you know, some centre halves are, are pretty imposing. You know, with uh, with yeah. size, and that obviously helps. But the way City play, Fernandinho, I think, is a brilliant one to come back because, to be honest, they've missed that. A lot of this, the kind of odd goals they've conceded um, in the first, say, 10 games have been, there's been no one in that kind of setting role that breaks up play yeah. or just picks up or blocks because they've conceded a few, like, long rangers that have just been a bit bit innocuous. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember who it was, but so, so, someone scored quite soft on outside the box. It might have been Spurs. And um, Edison, could they were like, why didn't he do better? But it was one of those ones where there was no setting midfielder that would have would have blocked that shot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, Man City there, you said a, a few seconds ago that you can just see them being the ones to kick it up a gear and go and win it again this season. For me, Liverpool are the best team in the country at the minute in terms of strength and depth, in, in terms of just quality yeah. throughout in every position. Paul, wh- where do you see this going? I, th- I I think a lot of people have suddenly started writing City off, which feels... I'm not doing bizarre. that, no, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think City's depth from midfield up is quite a bit better than Liverpool's. I think if Liverpool lose Mane or Salah, it suddenly becomes a very different season for them. But they never get injured, them two. Not yet, but... What are you planning? I've, I've got <laughs> some big ideas. But you look at City, they managed to win fairly comfortably last season without De Bruyne. Yeah. And you look at, they can leave Sterling out, I think purely because he was my fantasy team captain. And mine. Yeah. He's got to be, Sterling has got to be gutted. He's on the bench and they've scored five after 18 minutes. Yeah. But isn't that the genius of Pep that you can keep them players happy non-stop, keep them rotating if they need to be? But I think that's the genius of having that level of depth as well in attack. You can take world-class players out of them and they're still capable of beating someone 8-0. I'm not sure Liverpool have got that level of depth no. in attack. No, you're right. I mean, who is, who is their second-choice striker if Firmino's out, for example? Uh, probably Origi. Oh, Origi, yeah, of course. Oh, he's he's a okay. Champions League final scoring striker. He's, he's a good player. Yeah, he's OK. But I think... Yeah. What would you Next do? stop Celtic. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that as well about Sorry, him. Sorry, I'm just stopping in a lovely match paint here, lads. You carry on. Oh, you crack in, mate. You <laughs> enjoy yourself. What would you give, Paul, personally? What would you personally give to have Raheem Sterling at Newcastle? I want to know what... <laughs> I think I'd have to level it with my conscience. Cause yeah. it, it would Is be that what you call your a, wife? Yeah. It would be such a cruel and unusual punishment to Raheem Sterling <laughs> to do that to him. <laughs> 
I'm always oh. surprised that more sort of eccentric billionaires don't buy footballers. I know, or just weird bets. Yeah, just having a footballer at home. Yeah, it's having. Oh, who's, who have you gone to? Oh, I've gone to um, Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> Sit in his garden, just in Do the what conservatory. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Well, that's why I shouldn't be allowed any money because I would just spend it on footballers. Um, I mean, I would love to have a player like Sterling at Newcastle. But I don't think it would show off his talents best because he would no. he'd barely get the ball. I'd be backtracking a lot. Yeah. Mm. I think there's probably some Newcastle attacking players who would look a lot better in that kind of team because they'd be forced to play football quite regularly rather than just waiting <laughs> in the opposition half yeah, most fair. of the game. Uh, so Newcastle this weekend have got Leicester. Martin yes. Gritton, where do you see this one going? Oh, I was going to say, Paul, where's Rondon at the minute? In China. China. He followed Rafa. Is he? Did yeah. he go to China? Yeah. Oh, I missed that one. God, Joe Linton is his replacement, yeah? How's he been doing? Are you, have you covered this in the first half? No, no. no. He's, Joe Linton looks fairly decent. He's quite good at holding up the ball, which you don't expect for someone who's, what, 21 or 22. But he's not got the sort of... He's not got the experience of someone like Rondon, so he can't manage situations as well. And he's just... Like at the weekend, we were getting overrun. He was just coming deep to get the ball. So he's either in our own half or he's on his own with no one 40 yards around him. So I think he'll come good, but we miss Rondon in his experience. Yeah. We've got Andy Carroll as well. Big Andy. Yeah, I thought Carroll come back on. Yeah, Yeah, we got 10 minutes out of him, which is 10 minutes more than I thought we'd get this season. (laughs) That's like 90 extra grand for him, isn't it? Yeah, I know. 10-minute cameo. Uh, Martin, Newcastle-Leicester this weekend. Uh, We've got our Newcastle expert here with us. Well, how do you yeah. see that one going? Tough game, isn't it? I mean, at Leicester, Leicester as well. Leicester, Leicester are the ones that have kind of emerged from the crop of just being able to. I, I really, obviously, I'm a big, uh, I'm a, I'm a big, um, big Brendan Rodgers fan. Obviously, and um, just after he left us in the Lets itself, but at the same time, <laughs> the, the way he's like kind of brought brought a few of those players, sold a few uh, cannily and you know the ones that have come through Madison and a few others are just absolutely brilliant to watch. Even the ones he spent money on are Jose Perez. He's not even like he's he's not, he's barely started with him, you know. So mm. there's a few that are still yet to turn it on from and he's in these And they're still doing, doing well. well. Yeah, so I like Leicester. Game, I'm a Derby yeah. fan. I'm gonna hate Leicester and actually I can't. I, I like the way they play. I like a lot of their yeah. individual players. Yeah. The only thing you can hate about Leicester is the clappers. That's kind of all there is. Those yeah. things in the yeah. crowd. Right. That annoys yeah. me. Is, is it, well, how annoying is it? Is it Vuvuzela annoying? Not quite. On the Vuvuzela scale, it's a probably six. Oh, okay. Which is still bad, very then. annoying. Yeah. Point six Vuvuzelas. That's, I mean, that's annoying, is it? Yeah. Um, hang on, Grits. Leon, how long have we done this, this half? Um, uh, well, I'll explain something in a second. About ten minutes. I can't actually tell you exactly... You're going to explain something? Have you not been recording? No, no, no. Well, <laughs> is it classified? Sorry, Grits, one sec. Is it only does, it does the whole time of recording? Oh, right, okay. On, so you, I can't see... That's fine, that's fine. We're going to wrap it up, though, so I think we've done, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done more than enough time. For God's sake, Leon, are we not paying you enough to get some decent <laughs> software? Do you know what I mean? God's it's, sake. It's embarrassing, to be honest. It really is. Get him some more sweets, Mark. I didn't get many sweets. You're the sweet guy. Well, this is the, that's the problem. Well, you're swanning around the <laughs> south coast. Right, uh, we're going to wrap this up, Grits. Um, yeah. Any final things you want to talk about? No, no, no. <laughs> well, uh, I'm just... I'm going to Chelsea Grimsby tomorrow night in the Carabao. Oh, right, you're going with Lloyd? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm doing a commentary for the BBC. Oh, Brilliant. The, uh, Humberside, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I get to go to a proper ground for a So we can, so we can hear your voice on um, on you radio. Sounds, yeah. So I might be able to. I can pump that out if you want. 
Lovely stuff. Mate, for that, maybe. Well, re- Martin, we're recording now. This is, this is the plug. We're then 100% listening tomorrow on BBC Science. It's going to be an absolute belter. Let's just hope that Chelsea won't spend all the goal and ruin it for everyone. Yeah. But um, we both went to the Grimsby FA Cup third round, didn't we, Mark? We did, last yeah. Year, uh, it's a good Palace. away day. It's a great away day with Grimsby. They're a good bunch. Yeah, they're, they're really good travelling support. So excited to see them again. And um, yeah, best to some sorting up on the team because I have no idea who's playing for them. <laughs> Are you going to be back in the studio next week? Can we expect to see you yes, next week? I will. I will be back, oh. mate. I will be back. Lovely. Right, well, on that note, we're going to wrap this up. It's been another episode of Whistleblowers Podcast. I've been Mark Smith. I've been here with Paul Doolan. Thank you for Thanks having me. Thanks for being here, Paul. Really good. Thanks very much. It's um, felt a bit like therapy, just getting everything about Newcastle off my chest. I feel <laughs> like I can really move on after this. Well, that's, that's people, really... People often say the whistleblowers is like therapy, Paul. <laughs> yeah. For many different reasons. <laughs> it's less expensive. <laughs> yeah, but just as painful. <laughs> good stuff uh, get us at football podcast on twitter uh, just let us know what you think about literally anything just contact us grits is desperate for attention talk to really me right uh, until next week uh, thanks very much for listening tell your friends goodbye this is a playback media production to listen to all our football podcasts visit playbackmedia.co.uk sports social podcast network